Mike Dell's World, number 362. What is today? June 22nd. Holy crap, it's been two months. Anyway. I think it's time for Mike Dell's World. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and yeah, I'm here from uh, Traverse City, Michigan. The, uh, way up in the pinky finger, if you look at the back of your left hand, and uh, that looks like the lower peninsula of Michigan. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's been too long. And uh, I, I've got kind of a topic today, uh, so uh, I'm going to read a quote. It says, uh, isn't it funny how day by day, nothing changes, but then when you look back, everything is different. That was by uh, C.S. Lewis. And I got to thinking about nostalgia. And nostalgia used to be treated as a disease. I've got a, a, an article from The Atlantic here, which I'll link in the show notes. But yeah, I can, I can get that. Uh, you know, people keep a lot of stuff around and uh, have to deal with stuff, and uh, there's just stuff everywhere, and <laughs> and uh, I'm not immune, and uh, neither is my wife. So uh, we have a lot of stuff. You know, junk for nostalgia is, uh, you know, kind of like what goes on in the TV show Hoarders, only on a lesser scale, I hope, <laughs> but we kind of... Uh, you know, hold on to a bunch of crap for nothing. And, man, it, it just, uh, it, it snowballs on you. You know, I, I'm looking at my garage, and I've got parts to uh, vehicles and other apparatus laying around there that I that I got rid of a long time ago. You know, I've got moped parts, and i got a carburetor for a Honda Express, uh, which is a really old moped. uh Got some, you know, got all the driveline parts for one of those cheap Chinese mopeds that I had that I got rid of uh, four, five, six years ago. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, up until uh, last Saturday or the Saturday before last, I had the hubcaps to a Cub Cadet tractor that I think I got rid of 10 years ago. <laughs> Something like that. And, you know, of course, I got a bunch of John Deere parts and I got a couple of John Deere's or had a couple of John Deere's. I, I'm making a concerted, concerted effort to uh, not hang on for nostalgia's sake. So I got rid of my two uh, John Deere 110's uh, that had been sitting there. One of them had been sitting there, we figured, at least 15 years. And I had to take uh, my working tractor and pull it kind of sideways to get it out of the holes uh, to uh, tow it out for the new new owner who is actually going to restore them, he says, or at least restore one of them and use the other for parts. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that was hard to do. You know, those tractors had been in my life, you know, since I can remember. I, well, I actually do remember when they were purchased. I was 
quite young, but back in 1972, my grandfather bought uh, one of those John Deere 110s with all the accessories and he had the trailer, you know, mower deck, a snowblower attachment, and uh, he had a, a, a rotating beacon, you know, kind of one of those yellow beacons like when you're plowing snow uh, or, uh, you know, whatever the construction trucks have on them. But he had one of those for it. And, and you know, I remember as a kid going over to Grandpa's house and playing on the tractor. You know, he would let us run it, but we would sit on the tractor and pretend like we're driving and all that. And, and then, uh, you know, a few years later, I don't know, I think probably sometime in 75 or 76, so Grandpa added a few years. And uh, he didn't need it, really, and so he sold it to my dad. And my dad used that tractor for a good 20 years. And I used that tractor for, you know, when I was a you know, kid. You know, we used to mow three acres of yard, maybe a little more than that, but used to mow an awful lot of yard and, uh, and then snow blow in the winter. Uh, back in the blizzard of 78, uh, which those of you that are old enough to remember, that was uh, quite the blizzard here in the Midwest. And and it had closed our road for like a year, or a year, like a week. <laughs> and schools were closed for, you know, a week and a couple of days before they got, you know, everything plowed out. But we had that old John Deere tractor. And my dad, it happened to be my birthday when that started. And my dad pulled... His VW van, he drove all the way out back by the barn and then angled back, you know, he had a driveway angled back towards the back of the house. So, you know, he went out probably 100 yards and then back about 60 yards to the house. And, you know, they weren't predicting snow like that. And voila, we got hammered. And so we had to plow, you know, probably 150 yards of of snow that was four, five, six feet deep. I mean, it was really that crazy to get his van out of there. And I could just remember, you know, this was in 78, January 78. And we started uh, back at the uh, garage, which at that time was only 150 yards from the house uh, or the pole barn, I guess it would be. And, we would shovel, you know, my cousin and I would shovel the snow down and then dad would pull and blow it out with the tractor and then we'd do that. And we worked on that for two straight days before we were able to get his van, you know, at least up onto the normal driveway. And it couldn't go anywhere because the road was closed. Uh, the road was closed for, I think, four days. And on the fourth day... Uh, some lady that lived a little further down the road than, than our place, uh, her husband owned a heavy equipment dealer. So they had these big front end loaders and whatever they sold. And she uh, was a smoker and, and ran out of cigarettes. So he had she had one of the guys get to the dealership, get out a front end loader, go buy her a carton of cigarettes, and as a result, he plowed out our road, or at least got it somewhat passable. And then on the way back, after delivering the cigarettes, he made an awful lot of money plowing out people's driveways. 
at the time we had uh, our horses uh, at the neighbor's barn, and so uh, we had to go out there as well. So they had hired him to uh, plow out the neighbor's yard because the old John Deere tractor with an eight-horse engine. <laughs> Oops, sorry, you hear the dog flapping his ears in the background. Uh, got both the beagles with me tonight. But uh, anyway, uh, he got that plowed out with that front-end loader, and and like I said, the old John Deere was getting tired, and that was in 1978. And fast forward uh, several years, uh, about the same time as Grandpa bought his tractor, my aunt bought another one very similar with uh, a plow blade attachment instead of the snow blower, and but everything else, she had the the uh, mower deck and I think the little trailer. I, I don't know. I never saw the little trailer. But anyway, uh, she, she had moved up uh, closer to where my dad lives and and uh, didn't need the tractor anymore, and his was getting tired, so he he bought that one from her. And he used that one for probably another 15 years or whatever and until he bought his current tractor so i got the uh, older tractor when i lived out in lake ann so that was good 20 years ago and oh, more than that 25 years ago those things were 50 years old so yeah about 25 years ago i got that and it sort of ran i didn't really ever use it for anything i just set it out back always gonna work on it and and the other tractor, when Dad got his tractor, my sister got. And, she, you know, she used it uh, for quite a while. I don't know how much, but, you know, used it. And then something went wrong with it. And I don't know, it was something simple, but uh, she didn't want to futz with it. So I traded her a walk-behind snowblower for that tractor. So I had both of those tractors from my childhood uh, here at the house. And that's about the time, it was, it was 15 years ago or more, well, it might have been 20, I don't know, that I moved here from Lake Ann. And I had, uh, you know, I parked the uh, two tractors in the back. I got the one running, the, the, the one my aunt had, and I used that probably, I don't know, four, five, six years. And then a couple of years ago, I ended up parking it because uh, of whatever reason. And I just used the walk-behind snowblower, and our yard isn't big enough to use the mower deck. So those things sat there, and uh, anyway, got a wild hair a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, and put them on Facebook Messenger and sold them. Got pretty good money for them. I mean, you know, not not terribly expensive, but you know, fifty year old tractors, and you know, that's back when they made those things to last. You go to Home Depot and buy a John Deere, and they put that in huge air quotes. It's nothing like what they used to build. Uh, these were small tractors. They were not lawnmowers. You know, they were, you know, smaller scale, heavy duty, meant to last, got real steel, and, you know, they're perfectly usable. I have, like I said, I, I have a, a 71, so it's exactly 50 years old, that uh, this summer I'm going to do a little bit of maintenance on, but it, it Plowed me out all last winter, no problem whatsoever. This one I got off of Facebook Messenger. Uh, the guy didn't know what he had, I don't think, but he found it in a barn that he he bought, or bought all the contents of this barn, found it there. He got it 
you know, running. It had been sitting for obviously a long time. He got it up and running, and uh, this year I'm going to rebuild the engine, not because it doesn't run. It just burns a little oil, and, you know, I'd rather rebuild it before it, uh, you know, ring breaks or, you know, some other crazy thing happens. So, and they're cheap enough to rebuild, and those things are meant to last, and all the parts are still available, and, and uh, you know, there's a very big community of those, you know, John Deere tractors, quote-unquote lawn tractors. But uh, the one I got's a 112, so it has the the bigger engine. It's a little little more heavy duty. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, it was hard to get rid of those uh, tractors because you know, like I said, it was history and nostalgia. And of course, you know, remembering the good times is great and all, but uh, keeping something around for that reason. Uh, is good as long as it doesn't uh, start to control your life, or in my case, junk up my yard. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, I've got the memories of all that. I've got good pictures, and, you know, I've got videotapes from the 70s, you know, the old uh, VHS uh, monster camcorder my uncle would point at everybody. And so, you know, I've got ways to remember it without looking out my backyard and seeing a moss-covered piece of junk sitting in the yard, uh, you know, because it, it definitely they were sad <laughs> when they left. Uh, it was kind of funny, though. Uh, the guy that came to get him uh, had a 10-foot trailer, I guess it was, uh, one of those, you know, ramp trailers that you get at, uh, at Farm and Fleet or whatever. And one tractor, it holds just fine. Two, that was a trick. So what we had to do is put them in diagonally. And then the and backwards, so the rear tires were, you know, further forward, and you know, cranked all the way and shoved in there. And then on the second one, we had to let all the air out of the front tire so he could close the the ramp. And then uh, all the attachments, they gave him the mower deck and uh, one of the snow blowers because I have a, another snow blower with the one I've got. Uh, which I didn't use last year. I used the plow blade, and that is the original plow blade that my aunt had. So uh, I guess that that's that's my little piece of nostalgia there. <laughs> it's this, using the same snow blade that uh, she used fifty years ago. But uh, very very cool stuff. Uh, like I said, just uh, it's just crazy how much stuff you can accumulate. Uh, out there, uh, you know, just things you keep around. I, you know, I, another thing, I look at my garage. I also have a lot of old ham radio stuff. And, you know, how many ham radios does a person need? I've got one station and, I don't know, there's probably three or four radios out there and some antennas I'm not using and some coax and some repeater stuff and some uh, packet radio stuff and some old police radios that I was going to convert at some point and, yeah, it's all sitting there collecting dust. I, sh I should start selling some of that stuff on eBay or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I still got a pile of that stuff. I still have a lot of motorcycle stuff, and I don't even have a motorcycle anymore. We sold our bikes a few years ago because we never rode them. You know, I'd put them out in storage at my dad's house in the fall, and then I'd you know, get them going and ride ride them into town one at a time and park them in the garage, and they'd sit there all summer ready to go, and we never went. And then I would 
fire them back up, drive them out to dad's and put them in storage. And that, that went like that for two years. I had, you know, 20 miles a year on both bikes. And I said, no, nah, we better get rid of it. But I still have helmets and leather jackets and, you know, vests and, you know, all kinds of, you know, motorcycle paraphernalia that uh, I'm not using. Now, someday I may get another bike. Don't know. Uh, but you know, why am I keeping that around? And, you know, and you go into our house and, you know, my wife's got a room upstairs that is, you know, I would say full of stuff. You know, she's got old instruments she used to play in high school, you know, a flute and I don't know, I think there's something else up there. Of course, I got a baritone hanging in the garage. <laughs> haven't picked up in years. Got a couple of banjos that I haven't picked up in a while. Actually, I should should get some strings on my uh, good banjo and uh, start playing again, but haven't done that in a while. Uh, but anyway, so that's the story of the nostalgia. It's just something that... Uh, Popped into my head, and I figured I would uh, talk about it and uh, tell you the story about getting rid of my tractors. So I still got the one. Uh, that one has no uh, no uh, uh, intrinsic uh, intrinsic nostalgia, other than it looks a lot like the ones I used to have. But uh, this one runs, and I said I have no connection to it other than uh, I got it at a good price. <laughs> And it's useful. So that's what I use it for. I don't know what I'm going to do with it in the summer other than drive it around. But I guess I'm going to rebuild the engine this year. So it'll be a part for probably a month while I uh, do that. Should be good. Uh, let's see. Oh, I had another interesting experience. Uh, Dad and I had to do a, a furniture delivery run. Uh, we got a new king-size bed and... The uh, spare bed at my mother-in-law's house was small and uncomfortable. So when we go down to visit her, it wasn't uh, the best thing. But we had a king bed, and the, and the one that we got rid of, there was really nothing wrong with it other than just old, but it's plenty comfortable. So uh, we got the new bed in, and we Dad and I hauled the uh, old one, along with a bunch of other stuff, down to... My mother-in-law's house in Grand Rap or Grand Haven, not Grand Rapids. And on the way back, we were, Dad and I were talking about stuff and all that, and he had mentioned that uh, he was having trouble sleeping, and he was thinking about looking into uh, marijuana. So uh, into uh, you know because it's all legal here. Uh, they got uh, recreational and medical. So he didn't have to go get a med card or anything. And we were <clears throat> coming through the little town of Honor, Michigan, and they have a pot shop right there. We're, we're close enough to Honor. We go through there a lot and actually go there for brunch about every Sunday. But not at the pot shop, but down the street. But anyway, uh, so we wheeled in there on the way back from Grand Haven. And, and so the first time I ever set foot in a pot shop, they took my dad there. <laughs> anyway, he got some gummies, and uh, I didn't get anything. That's okay. I don't need it. Makes me paranoid. But uh, that, that was funny. So uh, how many people can say that uh, the first time uh, they went to a, a legal 
pot dispensary. Uh, took your 75-year-old dad there. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was fun. So, yeah, not not much else going on. Sorry, so few and far between. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're fin- doing the finishing touches on the kitchen project that I talked about several months ago and uh, working on another uh, roofing project on the garage. Got, got uh, three roofs, that, well, not three roofs, but three sides to the roof. There's two over the main garage, and then we got like a woodshed thing on the back, and we did the main two, uh, main part of the roof uh, four, five, six years ago, something like that. And I bought all the shingles for doing that lean-to, uh, the woodshed, and never did it. So I'm going to be getting out there and stripping that. And that's one of those things. I'll, I'll uh, get it uh, stripped and uh, put down the tar paper and then, uh, you know, maybe a couple of courses of shingles. And then, you know, whenever I have a little time I can climb up there and nail shingles uh, good therapy when I was doing the sh- uh, the office studio here last year that's kind of what I did with that you know once it was waterproof with the tar paper I wasn't in a big hurry to to get it completely done and uh, you know over the course of a couple of weeks I, I did get it done and that's kind of what I'm going to do with that other thing and I got the tractor rebuild project I want to do you know some point, uh, probably you know August or September, but you know before snow flies and all that. And the kitchen should be all done, uh, you know, completely. We've got wiring and stuff to do yet. Uh, you know, for we're gonna do redo the overhead lights, but you know, no, no big rush on that. And once that's all complete and and all that, we'll be good to go. I'm batching it this week. I, Wife stayed down at her mom's for the week. A friend of ours has their kids that they don't normally have because they live in Virginia. He's got them for a couple of months, and so Kathy's gonna gonna be babysitting this week, uh, just for the heck of it. Uh, and so I'm all on my own till Saturday. So hopefully I don't get in too much trouble. That's uh, hence why I, I can uh, podcast tonight. <laughs> And uh, one of these days, I want to start doing some live stuff. I, I've set up for you know live streaming on several different places, and just haven't done it yet. So anyway, uh, so I'll, I'll leave you with another quote. I don't know who did this quote, but uh, remembrance of things past is not necessarily the remembrance of things as they were. So, you know, we think of the good old days or the good old times. And while you were living through them, they didn't seem so good. But now looking at back looking back at it, they do. I find that, you know, the longer distance of time between something and now, the the less you remember the bad parts and, and the more you remember the good parts. So even though we had a crappy year and a half here, uh, I'm already feeling a little nostalgic for the beginning of it. (laughs) I don't want to go through it again, but there was something kind of cool about uh, no traffic on the roads and, uh, you know, being able to, you know, more people being able to work from home. Of course, I've been doing it for years, but 
you know, I think, you know, there is some good to come out of some bad. By the way, as of today, uh, Michigan is totally open. No, no more mask restrictions, no more COVID restrictions at all, period, done, over with. Hopefully it'll stay that way. With that, I'll call it a podcast. Everybody have a good day, week, month, year, whatever it's going to be before I do the next one, and I will catch you later.